Listener Production. Here at Listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. I'm here with the incredible young blood Dom, as I'm going to call him, because now we're besties. <laughs> we're How's it going? Ups, what's going on? How are you? I'm great, babe. I've been looking forward to this for so many days. I've had your music on repeat to like jeer me up in the shower this morning. Oh, bossing, yeah. man. <laughs> But my favourite thing in the world is when I'm speaking to an Aussie because I'm like, it, like you, you're, you're just the best people ever. You know what I mean? I hope it's an Australian actually kind of didn't discover you because you aren't one to be discovered. You know, you created your own destiny, Dale. But I heard that actually Australia kind of like was the first place that you became super oh, broke out. Is that right? Bro, but you, you lot are always first. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think I like, because Australian people aren't fucking pretentious, are they? Nah. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people within the culture can be scared to like something that's not mm-hmm, big. Mm-hmm. Well, that's almost like accepted in it's art. Cool. You know what I mean? So I remember, yeah, a guy called Nick Kelly. Yeah. Um, signed me to his, his, his label in Australia. Yeah. And I was, I remember being at home in the UK and I was like, no one wants to sign me. And I'm signed in Australia. I'm like, fucking thousands and thousands of miles away. It was weird. <laughs> But I, I think down. I think people from Northern England and Scotland get along with those from Australia. Like a lot, a lot of my ex boyfriends are all from Northern England. Fully. My, my ex boyfriends from Yorkshire. From uh, I don't want to say the small. Oh, I'm, I'm from Yorkshire. I know, too. Dallin. I know. I, I'm I'm from Yorkshire. So I too. feel. Oh, fully. So I hope you don't. I hope you don't get triggered by me. No, accent. he was a re- he was a <laughs> lovely boy. He was just a bit boring for me, to be honest, Dale. He was from a very small town in Yorkshire. Oh, the tea. <laughs> the tea. So, the drama, babes, the drama. He was very hot, though, so it was all right. So, all right, I, I wanted it. to talk to you. I've actually been thinking this a lot lately, and this is just, like, the first question that came to mind when I heard that I was interviewing you. So, recently, you got injured. Well, you get injured quite a bit, don't you, when you perform? Because you perform. Yeah. so extreme. I'm a nutcase, man. I, I, I literally had a massage last night, mm. right, and my massage lady, this, this proper, like, hippie mm. chick called Jen, and she's like, we got to stop doing this, Dom. We got to stop. So I need you to, like, meditate. Like, you're not going to be able to, like, move when you're 50. And I was like, I was like, I was like, Jen, babe, I'm going to fucking jump off shit. I'm going to do that. But she was like, think of your sex life. Oh, that's a good point. Think of your sexual and Right, full on, full on. And up to that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to have sex when I'm like 45 because my body's going to be so fucked. Jen's really opened your eyes. <laughs> So much, and uh, this actually isn't a funny question. I don't know why I'm laughing. You're just making me laugh because your energy is so fucking great. I love Good old it. ADHD and Dr. Babe, story my life. We need to have a drink when you're in Australia because you are I know, the fully. tits. So you also speak a lot about mental health and how important it is to take care of yourself, and how important it is to make sure you know you're putting your mental health first. And but physically, you seem to be able to go out on stage even when you're injured. And I don't want to say this in a... I was talking to my co-host on my radio show last night about how I word this in a way that isn't like, you're a hypocrite. But how do you you equate 
being able to go out on stage when you are physically injured to the point where you're sitting on stage because you cannot jump around like you usually do and then say to people, take care of yourself. Your mental health is really important. I'm not saying you're a hypocrite. I'm just asking because I have different standards to myself as well. Dude, it's so it's so interesting to me. I think, I think with it all that in places, to be honest, like I do feel sometimes like I can be a bit of an hypocrite, you know what I mean? But I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I never, I ain't, I ain't here to preach to anybody. And I really want to say from the bottom of my heart, I don't have the answers. I have more questions than I have answers. I think that's what my brand and what my kind of art is built upon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not based on like, I have the answers. I am mentally, like, I am fucking completely mentally unstable. I'm completely crazy. But all I want to say and radiate really is that you are beautiful and your individuality is the best thing you've got. And I I felt all my life so much, I felt so much pain because people just didn't understand me. And that's what led me to kind of my mental health deteriorating and so much questioning of myself Mm. and kind of led me towards like kind of things like I'll talk about open like self-harm and going to stuff to like kind of wanting to feel something. and. I think when I found Youngblood, the biggest misconception about Youngblood is everyone thinks it's about Mm me. It's not about me. It's about this community. So I think when I'm faced with there's four and a half thousand kids out there in Chicago and I can't fucking walk, I don't give it. When it comes to that moment, I don't give a fuck if I'm an hypocrite. I'm going out to see my family. I'm going out to be with them and I'm going out to be dig. I obviously I had the fucking doctor check up on me because don't do shit that's going to put you in serious harm. If he, if he was going to be like, you're, you're going to break your back if you go on stage, I would say I wouldn't do that. But I was like, if like, I don't mind pain. Actually, that's a really good point. It's like, things are going to hurt in life. They're going to hurt a fucking lot. But if you're doing them for the sake of love and for the sake of kind of bringing people together, as long as you're not damaging yourself, you've got to go through pain to to find beauty, I think. You know what I mean? I think that's where I, that's the way I see yeah. it. So I'm not putting myself in harm's way. I'm radiate. I, I have to be with him to radiate the love and the energy, even if it hurts. So a it's bit. more like a, you you're, know I mean? you're getting something from that rather than I feel that I have this commitment and I have to do it because this is my job. It's a this is the thing that's going to help heal me and make me feel more at home. That's what I'm saying. Trust me, I felt better on that stage when I was in a little bit of pain mm. because I was doing the thing that makes me feel alive. Mm, beautiful. Well, also, I want to talk about your connection with your fans because the way that I view it on my socials anyway, where I follow you, it's very much almost like a protector, like a kind of like an, an older sibling kind of vibe. They all seem to be really connected to you. All your shows are very like, you're physically immersed in crowds a Dude, lot. Dude, it's full. Is that something that was by design or is that just the way that you are? Because I feel like you're kind of like... A relatable, like talking to you today, I was like, it'll be sweet because Dom's cool. Never met you. Not, not sure. Just, just nicknaming you already. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Dom's sweet. Like, I'll just have a chat I- to Dom. It's fine. Is that by design? Or is that just who you are because you've come up in such a, uh, a misunderstood environment? I think with it all, I think that was it. I think all I ever wanted to do was meet people. I didn't want to feel lonely anymore. And if I can make people feel a little bit less lonely by doing what I do, then that's like the complete mission for me. As I've always said, I don't give a shit how many records I sell. Mm. Could not fucking care about that. I care about how many people I walk out to. 
because I want at the end of my career for people to whatever talk about Youngblood as a community and be like, holy fucking shit, they were, they did something together. That's what I always said. That's why I think it's, it's so interesting to me. Like, I always say it's not about me. I think like a lot of kind of journalists and whatever, like very musical, I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, music ain't first to me. I'm a communicator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I want to make people feel like seen and heard and beautiful for being just who they are. Yeah, totally. And radiate that. You know what I mean? I think that's the point. It's like with it all, with it all, it's not about anything other than kind of being like, this is who I am. And it's so interesting for me because a lot of people always put me in a box. I've been put in more boxes now than I was when I was young. I got into Youngblood to come out of being put in a box. But more people put me in a box now. You're more success, Everyone right? Everyone calls, like, in the... Everyone tries to understand you fully, and say, this is who he is, this is what it is, and we fully. can tick it off as a box in terms of interviews and, and the label and socials, and this is what they're going to present. But actually, the whole, it's the antithesis of what it should be. And it's so funny to me because it's like everyone, like... You know what I mean? As you get bigger, it's such a bit of pill because everyone has more of an opinion on you and look into your world for a split second. They don't fuck. If you're a small artist, you want to get immersed in it. You want to see what's going on. But if you come out of nowhere and you become bigger and bigger and bigger, everyone looks at it and be like, everyone called me a punk from the beginning because it's like, he's loud, he's bratty, he's sting. It's like, I ain't a fucking punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm me. Don't do, like, I love Bowie just as much as I love the Sex Pistols and the Exploited. And then... You know what I mean? It's uh, And then the issue is if you do anything that people see as contradictory, then it's a, what's he doing? What are they doing? Why aren't they doing what we said they should fully, be? Oh, he's not a real punk. Fully. To Bowie. That's the thing. And as you get bigger, you can do less. Mm-hmm. And like, as I say, I've always been fucking outspoken. There's so many pop stars that are massive and I love them because of the self-expression. It's beautiful. Anybody who's expressing themselves is amazing. But there's so many artists in pop music who actually say nothing at all. That's why they're in pop mm-hmm. music, right? And as you kind of are an artist who speaks about actual things, like I am never not going to relay my opinion. I am never not going to throw water on the crowd or spit water on the crowd because that's what I've been doing since I was 14 years old. But as you get bigger, I got absolutely took down on TikTok for spitting water and beer on an audience when because there's more eyes on me everyone's like eh that's so gross I've been doing that all my life because I saw Iggy Pop do it I saw The Clash do it I saw the damn the Sex Pistols. I saw Bowie do it. And that's well, what happened. Well, to be honest, you'll be you know someone's I mean? story. My Everyone's mum, it's like a joke in Australia that everyone's mum has a Michael Hutchinson in excess spat on me story. I swear to God, everyone's mum is like, oh, champagne from Michael Hutchinson on my head. So I feel like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's all part of an experience. And you're already sweaty and disgusting anyway, in my in my opinion, in in the crowd. Bro, and that's and that's that's what I said. It's so interesting with, with all this, this shit. It's such... Um, a thing to kind of relate it back to every day. Like all I want to do is like kind of radiate the idea to let people be and express themselves in in a way that you see fit because pure untouched expression, no matter what it is, is the coolest thing in the fucking world. You know what I mean? If I see somebody who's walking down the street in a fucking chicken suit, (laughs) drinking a coffee. They're fucking loving it. I'd be like, you're just sick. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're just sick as fuck. Yeah. That's the that's what it Absolutely. is. You know what I mean? Like going back to what we all just said, tying it together. That's totally. what it's about. 
for me, you know what I'm saying? Can I ask something um, pretty blunt? Yeah. Do you still feel like you misunderstood, even with all this fame and this big community? Oh, fully. I feel more so than ever because you get more questions about you. You become more Marmite. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of, I think, because I'm putting out a new album, you know, I mean, I think the, the, the beautiful thing about this thing is, right, everything up to this moment has been a, an unfiltered explosion of expression that was true to me in that exact second, even if 10 seconds later, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was on about. But on this new record, I've bathed in the emotion. I've felt opinion. I've heard everyone say everything about me. It's not that I don't care what people think anymore. It's that I just can't care because I put my soul into it. And you can't... The thing about it is someone can't say someone's soul shit because it's their soul. So you can't... It's like because I felt more misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I just think if you're out there and you feel frightened, you think if you put your soul out there, I know it's fucking hard. I know it's difficult. But if people say it's shit, then that's a reflection of themselves because that's just you. Yeah. The thing about it is if you're not being yourself and someone says it's shit, in parts of my artist career where I've made moves and gone, that was, I shouldn't have done that and everyone said it was bad. Mm. That's when it eats you up inside. If you go, this is who I am and someone's like, I fucking hate that. It's like, well, I can't really help that because that's who yeah, I am. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of being okay with being misunderstood, rather endeavouring to be okay with misunderstanding rather than trying to be understood, which I think is where the pain comes from in trying to fit into a box rather than being like, you know what, this is who I am, this is how I'm going to exist in the world. What, what are we going to do about it? No, nothing really. And that is, it's literally that's it. And it kind of took me four years to that lesson because I was like trying to meet everyone and be like, Hello, love me, love yeah. me, love me. And everyone yeah. just ain't gonna. It's just a thing. And that's fucking cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, even though it hurts. It's like, that's fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and to be honest, in terms of success anyway, you need to have some people that don't like you in order to have that really strong, defiant uh, fan base because people are either going to love you or hate you. Anyone in I the think, middle, I boring. Think that's, that's what I'm saying. People that I remember someone said to me, you ain't doing something that's worth talking about if it's not a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Because you become, you become, you, you know what I mean? You don't want to be water. Totally. You know what I mean? Everyone needs it, uh-huh. but I don't want to be yeah. it. You know what I mean? I'd rather be fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Chicken twisted. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> I love, love chicken twisted. Um, I also want to talk to you, before you touched on our pop stars and how they, I mean, they tend to get diluted a little bit. And I don't think people understand, like, uh, so in Australia, I would be one millionth of uh, the profile that you have, but I've come kind of like a media personality. And I think very few people understand how many times big corporations or big, you know, record labels in your situation or, re- or TV stations in my situation give you opportunities and say, we'll only do it if it's X, Y, Z. And people think, you know, it's so, it would be such an extreme reaction to sell out, but it's actually very easy. And you seem to have not done that at all. Or have you have you had moments where you've kind of given a little to get a little? Because it's almost impossible to be fully successful without kind of selling out a little bit. The thing for me, right, is it's such an interesting thing. I've always 
everything I've ever done, I've always done myself. And it's always been like, that's why I loved Bowie so much, because he just did it, even if it was like, and then 10 years later, it was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. It's all like been un- unfiltered expression for me. If I wanted to do it, I just did it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like some things, yeah, I would probably be like in, in another life, I wouldn't do that, but I did it in this life and I realized that and that's cool as fuck because when you make a mistake, you become better as a person. And it's such an interesting thing with this industry. And a lot of me, a lot of artists and, and a lot of my mates speak about this kind of idea of this whole like sellout industry, kind industry plant mentality. Mm. Like a lot of people call people, a lot of artists right now an industry plant. And you know, I mean, it pisses me off when people call like Lil Nas X or yeah. Billy Eilish an industry plant because I know, I know these artists. Like I know them. I've had beers with them. I've done blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what determines whether picture, piece of music, a fucking pasta recipe, mm-hmm. a fucking restaurant is good or not? Not the label, not the TV, not the fucking talent show, not the fucking um, reviewers, not the thing. People do. And if, you know, I mean, that's why it's like, I, I hate that people gave up like Addy Styles so much shit. You know what I mean? It's like, well, he only got there because he won a talent show. It's like, no, he actually wrote two pretty fucking great albums. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I, I, I would be the first, I would maybe be one of the first people to go like, I ain't into Harry Styles, but I think he's fucking great because he's got his Fleetwood Mac thing going on. I just think like, it's so easy to kind of say about selling out and fucking industry plants and blah, 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 blah. But I think in the world, as much as someone who's opened a restaurant around the corner, as much as someone who's put out a fucking 10 times platinum album, as someone who's, who's running a food truck outside my gig right now, everyone's expressing themselves to put something into the fucking world. Don't, before you, it's so easy to be like, that ah, shit. Understand it first. I think that's, that's, the, that's the battle I'm choosing to fight for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? It might be fucking a long... One, I might never win, but I'm going to give it my best go. <laughs> I think it comes back to you know what, what we were mean? saying earlier about not putting people in boxes. And we have to finish up now because we're out of time, which I am devastated about because I could sit here and just watch I'm, you all day, I'm well darling. Yes, yeah, so I could, could I sit actually. here all day. But when you're in Australia, <laughs> we will get a drink for sure. Come into the station. Definitely. Where are you? Where in are Sydney. you right now? Are you in? Oh, I love yeah, Sydney. Yeah, babe. Come on Can't in. Wait. Come on in. Um, but you have an amazing new single out called Funeral obsessed with it. That was on repeat I this do. morning in the shower when I was getting ready, I was getting ready to see you. Um, and I'm just going to let everyone know your Australian date. So oh, you was playing Splendour. Yeah, I'm playing Splendour. Have you played Splendour before? I played Splendour at midday on the main stage in 2018. And I remember we did an interview for V and we were absolutely off our tits babe, on psychedelic drugs. I've, so if you can find it on the internet, try and find babe, it. Babe, um, I'll try and find it. We'll try and link it on my uh, Instagram. But uh, I have a house down the road, babes. So I'll see you there. You're oh, let's at go. the Fortitude Music Hall on the 23rd of July in Brisbane, 24th of July, the, the Barton Theatre, 27th of July, Horton Pavilion in Sydney, 28th of July, John Kane Arena, and the 30th of July, Astor Theatre, Perth. That is a long list. You must be exhausted, but you love it. Dude, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I, I, the thing about it is, I I can't wait. I can't wait to come back to Oz. Like, no cap. Like, I have such a story with your beautiful country. You know what I mean? I played my first gig there to 50 people. Wow. Now we're going to do like the John Kane arena to like 
nearly 10,000, which is crazy. Babe, I can't wait. I'll definitely be attending those shows. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy. I know you're tired. I know Thank you're you. stressed. I adore you. Oh, babes, make sure you get more massages. Get the sex life. Dude, Continue I, it. Like, so I literally, I can't, I literally can't wait for a fucking schooner, a big M, and some chicken twisties. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> Bye, gorgeous. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you later. Adore Have you. a good one. Legends. Love ya. Listener.